Hi, everyone. From me, Brent Graham. It's 9 o'clock on a Thursday night. It's time for the Handicap Rugby Chat That Matters. We're going to be talking rugby betting, of course. I can tell you there's two Super Rugby Australia games. If you're anything like me, you can't wait for that tournament to be finished, quite frankly. We've also got a, a host of Pro 14 fixtures, unfortunately, not featuring the Cheetahs and the Kings. We'll probably touch on that in the show as well. Gallagher Premiership, not going to be much point talking about that unless some betting pops up while we're doing the show. So we may have to look at squeezing another show in there or something like that because uh, a bit, bit disappointing. There is no, uh, there, there is no um, betting on that yet. But my guest has just returned. He just popped out the top of his drink, and it's uh, the conductor, Brendan Vessels. Brendan, good to have you on the show. Brent, uh, yeah, thanks, man. Always lucky to be, uh, be on the show and be back uh, filling in this week uh, for the normal uh, Brady and Neil and Man alive, I was thinking this morning how good the last couple of weeks have been with Brady coming in. Uh, he was so good during the week and the, and the weekend before that. His tips have been absolutely spot on. Neil has uh, has been lighting the lighting the tips up, and uh, and we've still got Henrik Swart on the on the bench with Ragabaga and uh, Han Dumont. So, uh, man alive, the good for the game and the, some of the punt boys have also in the background there. So. Uh, Man alive, the, the the tips and puns have been absolutely cracking so far, and the good for the game forum is so good to read um, with the with the guys filling in some info there. So you know, especially for guys that may not have the time to maybe say catch up on that day's news, etc. You know, read through the forum and, and have a look there. The 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 tips and the, and the puns are so good there. The guys give good information, good background why they're punting, why they're punting, etc. So. Uh, I must say it's it's a very exciting time for good for the game and uh, yeah lovely, lovely also to have some midweek rugby back that was nice for a Tuesday and a Wednesday games to punt on, nice that they sort of space the games out a little bit so that you have a bit of chance to focus on maybe one or two games where on a Saturday it's a Friday and a Saturday they come thick and fast and you don't always have the time to sort of focus on individual bets so it's nice to break it up a little bit so uh, yeah looking forward to some nice betting this weekend. Yeah, no, certainly. I enjoyed the midweek, and I hosted the midweek show. It was a bit of a last-minute thing. Betting, Stig was on, Brady was on, Thoughts on Sports. And I, I had absolutely no interest in the midweek. And then, of course, I hosted, and I heard how confident those guys were on some of the bets. Next thing, of course, I was watching the games, unders on points here, overs here. So it really has been good. And unfortunately, like we said, we don't really have much Gallagher Premiership to talk about tonight, but we'll chat about the other stuff. And let's not forget, of course, South African rugby is coming back soon. Of course, we were just talking about it before we came on air. We don't know exactly when that is because... I mean, PSL's going again. I see Namalodi Sundowns beating Kaiser Chiefs tonight to level things up in the title race there. But no sign of Western Province v Northern Transvaal or the Blue Bulls. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a bit disappointing that uh, Saru hasn't been more proactive in getting the game going. I mean, considering basically every other league is is going and in our local sports going. So uh, hopefully uh, Saru get going. Sorry, Ben, I forgot to mention just in my previous comment, uh, in terms of pundits, uh, Stiggy went, uh, or the betting Stig went six for six um, in Pro 14, I think, uh, on the weekend. So he is also doing unbelievably well. But uh, as you say, hopefully we can get our local rugby back. Um, I know Henrik uh, Henrik Swart is uh, is chomping at the bit uh, for that to Griquas versus uh, Blue Bulls game. First up, excellent. Well, we're going to be talking. Uh... A little bit about betting Stig later as well. We've we've started a little page for him on Good for the Game. We haven't started populating it yet as such, but we can we're giving him somewhere to track his his picks. And he really has gone he really has gone well in Europe as well. And I mean, he works on an algorithm. So just to stop for a second, I mean, he's got to watch out. You know, if his algorithm keeps on delivering, the guy's going to be hacking into his computer to get to get <laughs> hold of it. It's a bit like the KFC magical recipe. You know, he's going to have to look after that baby. 
Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's it's a, it's a completely different sort of uh, approach he takes. I mean, even he says, look, he doesn't watch much of it. I mean, does, I think he watches the odd game, and I know he comments on a couple of the groups when he does watch a game, but he he works purely from numbers. So it's a completely emotionless approach. So, like I said, it's so nice and good for the game. You, you know, you can sort of pick and choose how you want to go about it. If you prefer a guy that's using algorithm, you know, the betting sting is your man. And uh, if, you know, if you prefer guys that that look at individual players and you can look at some other punches, etc. So no, it's, he's done, he's done fantastically well. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, I mean, on the algorithm, he's really fine tuning it and it's interesting how he approaches it and yeah, he's done well there. Excellent. Well, let's get into the game, but just to welcome all the guys in the live chat, I see Henrik, Chris and Peter, Paul, I haven't seen you in a while. He's asking the question when he tries to watch on his cell, it says you have to pay. I'm not sure what the issue there is, Peter, Paul. I quickly went in on my cell to have a look. And you should be able to watch it for free. So if it happens again, <laughs> yeah, please let me know. And if, if you are paying for it as well, please let me know. I'd love, I'd love, to, I'd love to know that. But yes, the show is still very much, uh, very much free. But Brendan, let's get into the first game there. We've got a big handicap here. We've got the Brumbies up against the Force, 20 and a half points. The Brumbies, who I must say, the likes of myself and Oracle were doubting the Brumbies quite a bit. Well, they came uh, last week with a powerful, powerful performance, and they've really cemented themselves as favourites for this tournament. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Brett. Yeah, like I said, I took the I took uh, the Brumbies at one to one at uh, evens in the beginning of the tournament uh, to win it, and I, and I must admit, I was very much with you when they lost Lolasio to that hamstring injury. I was very worried because Bailey Kunzel didn't look like the he wasn't do much, but uh, you know they really sort of rested a couple of guys. Uh, Dan McKellar changed things around for the game against the Waratahs. Uh, yeah, and they, they really proved a point. Um, uh, it's nice. Look, I mean, Nick White with a great stash. Great to see him back uh, off the off the pine. So uh, I think he makes a big difference. And uh, yeah, it was a it was quite a it was quite a performance. Some very interesting refereeing um, in the Brumbies uh, Waratahs game. Some shocking calls. I, I see what they're trying to do is in the in the Super Rugby eyes, they're trying to speed up the TMO calls. So they're trying to avoid that sort of you know two or three minutes delay. Mm. So they're trying to say, listen. You know, but yeah, that offside uh, for that first try, that, was that first shock. try. Yeah, it was a try. I didn't watch it live, but I saw you guys had moaned about it, and I, and yeah, I had to watch the game sometime over the weekend. I was just sort of keeping an eye on it, and I could not believe that try was awarded. I mean, when the commentators they were absolutely flabbergasted. Yeah. But if we look at this game now, conductor, we got twenty and a half points. I mean, it, it's the biggest handicap of the season in in Australia, yeah. Australian rugby. Do you get involved in the cap now? Do you look? I mean, I happen to look, um, just using, and you can quote anyone's prices you want, but I happen to have looked at bed exchanges prices tonight. I see 53.5 is the total points line. I mean, do you do you just stay on this game? Look, the handicap looks a bit high. Let me focus on, on other markets, or do you fancy something on the cap? Yeah, Brent, it's, it's a tough one because, I mean, if you look at the at the, at the uh, force, um, you know, they haven't really done much besides for, I think, that one game against the Rebels and I think the one game against the... The Tars, I think. Um, so, you know, I, I can really, I, I, it's difficult. I just, the way they defended last week against the Reds was very worrying. They just sort of almost looked like they had dropped their heads completely. I don't know if they'll continue that. And I think one must also ask yourself, you know, the weeks on the road, they haven't been home at Perth in, you know, for many, many weeks. Is that, is ta that taking the toll? So they've got two games left. I mean, have they basically given up? Um, but yeah, I, I, I thought about it. I'm hesitant to take that, uh, that. That it's a big handicap, like you say. I'm hesitant to take it, even though the Brumbies beat them 24-0 last time. Uh, that uh, the Force lost 28-8 to the Waratahs. So your minus 19 and a half should be in and around. But I'd prefer to take the points. Uh, um, 
because I mean, so the force don't score many. Um, I mean, you'd probably say the force might score about 12, which would then leave you quite a bit. So what's that sort of 41? Am I right? Or 41, 41 and yeah, well, yeah, 41. You have to get it 53 yeah, and a half. That's quite comfortable. Um, so yeah, because I, I, I can't see the force scoring many. So I think that's where you might might get a bit of uh, value. So under 53, and I think the new ref, Amy Parrott, um, a female, the first uh, super rugby female ref. So she may be a little bit more technical in her, in her calls, but you know, once you sort of um, make sure the calls are correct, where you, I think maybe you're more experienced guys, uh, maybe let the game flow a little bit. So that might slow down a little bit, but for me, the under 53 gets a nod. Excellent. Henrik Swatch is making the point. If you're paying to watch these two oil paintings, then you're getting seriously ripped off. We're talking of oil paintings. I just want to show you something quickly. This popped up on my, my Facebook memories. And uh, it came from nine years ago. Sean Nicholas used to join me in studio. We used to do a radio show at, at Radio Today. I mean, my hair looked very different in those days. I certainly went for a bit of a shorter cut. And there's old Sean. I must say, I've seen Sean lately, and he, he's barely changed at all. But a uh, great photo from the past there. And looking forward to having Rugga Bugger back on the show when we get into the sevens rugby. And Absolutely. obviously, a lot of other guys like Henrik who's watching here now, he likes following you guys on the European. He's licking his lips, like he said, for the Meter 10 Cup and uh, the Curry Cup. So, yeah, it looks like an interesting game. I must, I must admit, I'm a bit lukewarm on the Aussie games at the moment. Yeah. I tend to be in agreement with, with Chris there. Uh, Peter Paul just coming in and saying 16 and a half points. I think that must be the force quote. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that that's, yeah, I, I agree with you. I can't see the force scoring a, scoring a lot of points. And I'm just hoping that the Brumbies have, have sort of hit their straps now and they're, they're going to yeah. kick on and, and win this well. But, uh, yeah, I haven't really decided what I'm going to do there yet. But let's move on to the next game. And uh, that is the Rebels up against the Waratahs. Now, some early money here for the Rebels. Brennan, I, I think Southport tipped them on the good for the game for him. He was first up at five to six. Um, I see, generally speaking, around the 15 to 20 mark, which correlates to a minus two and a half point mm. handicap. Everybody I know has said they're backing the Rebels here. The only thing I want to say on this is with Australian rugby, you just can't trust the sides. I mean, the yeah. Waratahs were brilliant against, was it the Reds that they demolished? I think. Yeah, I mean, they were and then they came out and they get absolutely yeah. up, yeah. I mean, then, then they come out the next week and they dish up absolute drivel. So I don't know. I'm, I'm so nervous. But for me, all arrows here, all signs point to the Rebels. Brent, Australian rugby is like an unfaithful girlfriend. Eh? You want to trust them, but you just know it's just, it's just not a good idea. So exactly to say, it's just, you, you would think this week, I mean, what was, I think the last score between the two teams was 29 10 in Sydney. So uh, to, the, to the Rebels. Um, and I mean, the way the, the Rewaratars played last week was shambolic. Um, the Rebels to me haven't been bad, haven't been poor. Um, but uh, but like you say, how do you how do you know who's which team is a pitch up here? But uh, look, I have I've taken a bet on um, the seven to ten on the Rebels. Um, I see Rob Penny has put a an NRL big bopper 105 kg center in this Tapai Marua. Uh, he's a he's a NRL uh, guy. So when when guy, when you start putting those guys in, I don't I don't always think it's, it works. Uh, you know, because obviously one's trying to get some go forward ball. Because Carmichael Hunt is still out with his his hamstring injury, so he obviously wants to get some go forward, and he's not getting it with um, with that other centre. So uh, no, I'm, look, I'm, I put a bit of money on the Rebels, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put the family farm on this. I could really see going either way. The game is in Sydney. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. They're, to me, to me, the Rebels have a bit more quality. Um, you know, fairly settled side. 
I think they had the rest week last week, so that should be nice and fresh against the the Waratahs this week. So it'll get it'll get my vote. But like you said, the the, the Aussie rugby is so inconsistent. You can't say for certainty, you know, who, who who's really going to pitch up in the day. Yeah, the form lines have been. Uh, Henrik just making the point as well. Got burned last week. He's pretty nervous about that. I tell you, one man who seems quite excited still about the Australian rugby. And just before, but just before I sort of was coming to sit on the show, I happened to catch a tweet of his, and he was saying, "Look at my fifty-seven to one shot this weekend." So we're not good for the game now. Hein, uh, our good mate Couch Critic, he of course writes a blog each week for Bet Olympi. He covers a lot of things, including NRL. So let's just run through his bets here quickly on the the matches. He's got half-time, full-time margin. So Brumbies to lead by one to eight points at the break, and Brumbies to win by thirteen plus. And he's getting six point seven to one. I think that might include the the sort of the one for the decimal, but that's that's quite a nice bet. It's not a bet I've taken very often, but I know Couch is a big favour of it. The win cost, Tom Wright to score the first try and Brumbies to win, and that's at 8.5 to 1. And, of course, last try scorer, he, he can't leave this man out, Falao Fahinga, he's, he's hooker coming there at, at 9.6 to 1. Then he gives a bit of an explanation. But let's just go down. I want to get to his um, 57 to 1 shot here. Um, he likes the Rebels to win at just over 15 to 20. Half-time, full-time margin, a, a similar bet to the one he took in the previous game. He's got Waratahs 1 to 8. Rebels one to twelve, so that's actually that should be a big price. Yeah, that's twelve, just over twelve and a half to one. Uh, last try scorer, um, can you just call out that? I don't know if you can read it there. What's who's Tony? Oh, my silly! <laughs> the one that he paid you big bopper, and that's fifty-seven to one. So that's yeah. his, his fancy there. Now, Peter Olim do give Couch Critic a bit of a stretch, but not just for him. They put the prices up especially for him. So if you do fancy those, you can go along and take them. And anytime try scorer Reese Hodge. That's at just over 15 to 10. So that's Couch Critic. You can go onto the, the Good for the Game site and you can read his forum there under the Bet Olymp blog. But uh, Brendan, I know you're probably more excited this weekend about the European rugby than you are about the Australian rugby. Now, unfortunately, we don't have at the time of doing the show, the bookmakers haven't priced up on the on the premiership games. And I should imagine that's because of the teams only coming out Tomorrow, I would imagine. And and the fact probably that we had the midweek games and there's lots of doubt about it. And, yeah. and it's fair to say the bookies have been burnt by the punters, by the likes of the good for the game punters over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I think I think it's, it's sort of come from a history of um, where you've had a bit of turnover, especially in Pro 14. Pro 14 does a lot of turnover. Um, you know, it's a lot more turnover than Super Rugby and English Premiership. They do quite a bit of turnover. So, but, but more, it was always going to be turnover with regards to this very congested schedule you've got with the English Premiership. So, I can understand why the books, uh, you know, are doing are, are waiting for it because they don't want to have, you know, they basically could have a, almost a six or seven points uh, swing in the wrong direction, basically almost. So, uh, and I think a lot of the guys were very clever during the week on the Tuesday and the Wednesday bets. They, uh, they, you know, the guys cashed in on a couple of bets there, um, you know, on some weekend teams, etc. So, uh, yeah, look, I think it, it, it is. If you go into the Good for the Game forum, you know, I think the one guy you want to be listening to at this point in time is. Is uh, Brady at it too? Um, him and Neil have literally done so well with the European rugby. But Ray, Brady did one post was so good. He uh, outlined the players that will probably or that can't wait, basically won't be playing this weekend for the Premiership sides. So on that, you can basically almost get a feel for where you want to go for these English Premiership games this coming weekend. So you know the one that I lined up on Monday morning really was uh, Sale versus Bristol. Um, because Bristol basically played a very strong side against uh, Exeter. So I think they were hoping to try and maybe snag a win against Exeter, but that didn't come off. 
and they have to rest a lot of players against Sale. And uh, I know Steve Diamond will have all the guys at his disposal to try and uh, to try and get the win to get the win there. So if you can get something in and around two and a half, three and a half to Sale, that's golden. But um, you know, I encourage the guys to go and have a look at Brady's post if they want to have a, a bet in Premiership. Then uh, they can basically get themselves, uh, you know, f- familiarised with who's going to be out for the the Premiership sides this week. But uh, you know, I think Bristol's going to have a weak side as well as London Irish. So that's it's two good bets to line up. Excellent. Well, I'm just having a look at that post now. Yeah. So there is a link to the rugby forum thread down below. You can go and click on that and have a look at, at Brady's comments there. Let's move on to the first game end of the weekend as far as Pro 14 goes. And here we got Glasgow narrow favourites of Edinburgh, one and a half points. So it's it's basically a 15 to 20 game, This is if you're looking at the win market. Are, are those the current odds, Brent? That was what I got. Let me have a look here. I've got the big exchange site I think it's, open. I think it's dropping by the second. Oh, is it? Is it moving? Yeah, this was about yeah. an hour and a bit ago. So that's, and that's so important, particularly I've noticed in this European rugby. Well, mind you, here we go, 8 to 10. The 8 to 10 to win the game, Glasgow Warriors. And... It should be minus one and a half. Is it minus? Yeah, you're right. It's moved to minus minus one and a half now. Yeah, look, this yeah. has dropped. Well, this minus is one and a half. Because yeah. I think at a stage it was, I think even 16 to, t- uh, I don't know if I was, I was that high, but it was probably at 15 to 10. Then it dropped about, it, it was okay. about plus six and a half. It was about plus five and a half. I, I jumped on the five and a half yesterday. I had a look at it and I thought there is a good chance that Edinburgh will do a rotation because they've, they've got a uh, semi-final coming up and they've also got a bit of... Um, a Challenge Cup coming up as well. So, uh, you know, guys like, um, you know, they're, they're, they're key players. They don't want to, you know, over overplay them, especially within, you know, after such a such a long, you know, uh, break, etc. So, uh, Edinburgh's had a big rotation. Yeah, they've got 10 changes. Um, very young, very young halfback pairing, a 9 and a 10. That's quite young. Look, they've still got a bit of quality on the side. They've got um, uh, Darcy, uh, I think I think his name is Graham Darcy, Blair Kinghorn, uh, Duan van Amada, uh, is still there. Um, they've, still got a, they've still got a couple of good guys there, but their bench is quite weak. So um, I think, once again, if you looked at the forum, I think the the same of the punt boys and Neil came out with an early punt to say, listen, guys, take uh, you know 13 to 10 for, for Glasgow on the board. Um, and that's obviously now shifted to 8 to 10. I think it'll probably shift on a little bit more. But, um, you know, Edinburgh won the 1872 Cup. Uh, you know, there's nothing left to play for them in this game. This is a dead rubber, essentially. And I, I don't, th- I can't see Glasgow. This is, this is a pride game for Glasgow. So I'd see them wanting to try and get up and uh, get a bit of pride back. They've lost, they've lost two in a row so far to Edinburgh. And I, and I know between these two sides, you know, they won't, they won't lay down. So uh, very solid Glasgow side. I think there's only one change, and it's a positive change. Um, uh, uh, Ryan, the 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 flanker comes back for them. So uh, it's a positive change, and he's quite a he's quite a good player. So uh, for me, I'd, I'd take the white minus one and a half. I've taken uh, minus minus three, uh, two to one. Um, I'm quite confident uh, Glasgow Glasgow take this. Excellent. Well, let's move on to the next game, and I see there's been some comments in the in, in the live chat about it. Before I get there, lots of lots of chat about the NRL. Like the bunnies evidently making guys quite a bit of money today, and I've got to give Hein a couch credit uh, credit for that because he started writing his NRL previews. Especially during the lockdown, there was nothing to watch on TV. And then guys started streaming the NRL. And now I'm finding more and more guys talking about the NRL. And I think I'll have to have a chat to Couch and tell him to get a tell him to get a show going on the NRL because uh, he could just get quite a bit of be- quite a bit of interest. But the game I want to talk to you about, and there's a reason why I've just put the outright betting up here. 
Uh, it's the Dragons up against the Scarlets. Now, uh, Dave in the live chat also mentioned that uh, this game, we'll talk about the cap now, but interesting to me, Bet Exchange never had a handicap up, so that's why I put the outright betting. Dragons 21 to 10, the draw 22, and Scarlet's just under 4 to 10. And the question is, uh, why no outright betting there? Because I, I suspect there's been a lot of market movement here. I know Dave mentioned he's got on the minus 6.5. Yeah, Brent, so, they, so they, the handicaps were sitting around, I know, I think Stiggy, betting Stig, he, he took it around 7.5. I see it's been sitting at 6.5 from on most of the books I've seen. And, and I've seen a lot of comments from a lot of guys saying they can't understand the betting. And I, I also can't understand it because I thought the Scarlets played very well last week against Cardiff Blues. Um, they've got a very strong squad. Look, Dean Ryan of the Dragons didn't play his full side against the Ospreys last week. I know he rested a couple of guys. They've got a, a Challenge Cup game coming up um, in a couple of weeks. But um, Scarlets, I, I, to me, they'd be focusing on this game because I need... So, the, so, so Scarlets are still in Pro 14 and Scarlets are still in the Champions Champions Cup. Sorry, Challenge Cup, sorry. Challenge Cup. Um, challenge Cup. And they, they, their Challenge Cup game is away to Toulon in, in France. So I can't... That's a monster game for them. I can't see them... You know, that would be their priority. For me, their priority would be Pro 14 because it'd be the probably the lowest hanging fruit. So, you know, they need a bonus point try here. Um, sorry, need a bonus point against Dragons. So... This this to me it doesn't make sense. I'm I'm all that's minus six and a half is it sounds like gold. I just don't understand why it's so low. Unless they know something that we don't. They haven't released the team sheets, but uh, this should be absolute gold. Uh, the minus six and a half because they need to win the, the game with the bonus points to to give themselves a chance to uh, be in the semifinals. Yeah, well, I had a quick look around a few other bookies and I, I saw a couple of outright odds, but for whatever reason the handicap was largely done, and I know there was the six and a half. But obviously, there's been some. I think I would imagine what there has been is a lot of support for the six and a half. And I think a few yeah. of the bookies have said, "Hold on, <laughs> these punters are onto something." Uh, similar to what Dave said, they talk about uh, rotation of squad and stuff like that. So, so interesting one that. So we 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 don't have a handicap there at the moment on that one, but we're looking at six and a half points. It might reopen perhaps closer to eight and a half, nine and a half. Let's have let, let's see. Let's move on to the next game. Now, we got Ulster up against Leinster. Gee, that Leinster-Munster game last week was an absolute oh, beauty of a match. I mean, yeah. that was when those, when those sides play each other in, in, let's call it, decent conditions. It's It really is unbelievable to watch. And the, the intensity was great. And Leinster going to this game as five-and-a-half-point favourites over Ulster. Yeah, Brent, as you say, I mean, yeah, I'm, look, I, at times I'm, I'm not a massive a fan of, pro, of uh, European rugby because it can be quite sort of... Uh, Wet and, and and slippery and nasty, but uh, that was a great game. Um, you know, I really, I'm, it's a, such a pity Alakias Neiman injured his uh, ACL so early into the game. I'd love to have seen him get a bit more game time for Munster. But um, uh, Damien Delende played well for him, I thought. And uh, but no, two really good sides having a, a ding dong battle there, as probably Andy Capsanio would say. So um, yeah, I, I think in this in this respect, I, I expect both teams to do a bit of turnover. Um, you know, Ulster also will be preparing for their for their semi-finals of the uh, Pro 14, as well Leinster. Um, the difference is, I, I think Leinster's depth is just is just heaps better. Um, Leinster, to me, I've, I've, I'm sorry, got such a man crush on them. They they're well coached. They are so so much talent. Um, to me, they are the Crusaders of the Northern Hemisphere. They just they just so that's just so good. So, you know, even the youngsters, we, you know, and I've watched a couple of their B-sides play, the youngsters play with that same sort of ferocity. 
even the Crusaders, when, when the Crusaders uh, reserves come on, they they play that sort of same the same tempo and the same way the, the first team guys play. And I expect the Inter to play the same way. Uh, so I expect both teams to do a big turnover. Also, had already, already had a couple of uh, key injuries against um, Connacht in that first game. Alan O'Connor walked off. Um, so there's like one or two guys missing from their first squad already. So I don't think uh, also will want to take any chances. I think it might be a big rest. So uh, Lensa, I'm quite, I'm quite, uh, I'm quite bullish on Lensa. on five and a half. Yeah. Excellent. Just a quick uh, interruption to for an advert. Tour de France is starting this weekend, gentlemen. On Saturday, we'll, I'll be previewing each and every game on YouTube. It won't be a live show, but I'll be doing a short preview with my bets on the Tour de France. I love cycling betting. I bet a lot smaller than rugby, but I bet a lot more often. And uh, yeah, it's great. I mean, I, I had a very good 2019 as far as the Grand Tours went, but sometimes you go on some really lean runs in cycling, I can tell you. But looking very forward to that. So do stay no close to good for the game no there as well. Sorry? There's no crowds. They are, you know, they've, cut, they, they've got all sorts of restrictions. There will be a few okay. people on the side of the road. You know, I think controlling something like a Tour de France is, is, is virtually possible, you know, 4,000 kilometers or whatever. But but certainly not the sort of crowds we're used to seeing at the ends and shouting and, you know, hammering down the fire, finishing straight and that. So it's going to be a very different Tour de France. And, and the, the, all the teams and that are very much in what they call bubbles and, and, yeah. and that. But we'll have plenty of coverage of that on, on the Good for the Game side and, and, and on the... Um, and on the YouTube channel as well. Just have Dave coming in here. Also have had a coronavirus scare this week and have disrupted preparations. The Leinster team will still include the 8 to 10 Irish international. So uh, Dave also saying there that uh, Leinster probably on the handicap there. Look for business. Let's yeah. move on to the other side that uh, played very well last week. And that's Munster, minus 10 and a half. Uh, Connor, plus 10 and a half. Another tough one, Brent. It's, um, I think there's not, nothing left to lose for Connacht. So I, I, I really thought they played well against Ulster last week. I really thought that with a lot of physicality, uh, Bundia Key was was absolutely monstrous in that midfield. So uh, I, I expect uh, Munster to do a bit of a turnover as well. So um, they, oh no, sorry, they actually need, um, if I, yeah, they might need a point or two. So I just don't, I just can't remember. I just want to have a quick, quick squiz. I think they might need a point here. Um, yeah, I'm just double check. Yeah, because I just uh, yeah, that's yeah, they need a yeah. Scarlets could be yeah. That's that's what that's the one there. That Scarlets could catch them. So this game is after Scarlet. So if Scarlet get that five pointer, Munster will need to take I think at least a point away from Connacht here. Right. So uh, it it might be it might be a bit of a, a toughie there for Munster to rest too many guys. So uh, you might see a, a sort of a quite a, a, not a weak team. You might sort of a middle middle line team for Munster there. To try and take something, but Connacht might might worry them. I, I thought they played very very well against Ulster. Dave just coming in and confirming the Munster needing needing one point there. So yeah, it could well be a game that uh, they don't they don't necessarily kick on and, and, and win it by miles and just just get the get the job done. Yeah, the bonus. I think I think you know there might be a game if they get the, can get the bonus point try, then they basically uh, you know they retake the foot off the gas. All right, let's move on. Cardiff Blues minus five and a half against the Ospreys. I've got no feel for this one. I must no, say. this. I really I, I, like you know, honestly. Cost, like like toss a coin. I I, I sort of think the stats. Ospreys. I'll be mean, sorry. Um, Ospreys have done well against Cardiff Blues in the past, but this could be. This really could. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put any money down. This really, you could it could go anywhere. Uh, no crowd. Um, nothing to play for. You know, if guys you know go charging into that game, I think you know you're just going to be losing money there. So. Uh, 
Yeah, look, you know, Cardiff's got a couple of good players, uh, Josh Adams and Josh Navidi and those kind of guys. But, uh, oh, yeah, Ospreys will be without uh, um, the English, uh, the con- who's the, con- the concussion case for the Wales? Um, <laughs> the left winger. Oh, yes, old, it's North, George North. George North, yeah, he had a shocking red card against the Dragons. He took the guy out in the air, so he'll they'll be without him. But uh, uh, that to me, you, you, as as Gavin from Oracle would say, that can win without my money. Yeah, so, yeah, talking of or not winning with Oracle's money, Oracle had a shocker last week, and he lost to half. He, he lost to half the panel, and he lost to about seven guests on the show. So he was absolutely out of it. He, I spoke to him earlier, actually. And uh, he was saying to me, listen, he'll be back on the show as soon as the local rugby's back. He says he cannot handle this Australian rugby. And uh, Gavin, I can sympathize with you there, mate. Don't worry about that. Let's move on to what I think is the last game as far as the Pro 14 goes on the weekend. Zebra up against uh, Benetton uh, Treviso. And here we got uh, the the home team here, plus three and a half. Are they, are they playing this at their home ground? Uh, they're playing in Palmer. Uh, uh, yes, in Palmer. So basically, it would be Zebra's home ground. But... Okay. Um, no, no crowds. Um, this is my, this is one of my bets of the week. I've been, I, was, I couldn't believe the odds came out at this. Um, Benenson played a very experimental side um, at home in, in Treviso against uh, a Zebra. A very, very strange, strange, convoluted side. They left, Keith, you know, basically they left all their stars out or on the bench. Keatley didn't start. Um, uh, I expect a massive, massive turnaround. I saw Marco Bortolami, I think his name is Bortolami, he's one of the, the guys uh, for Benetton. Um, he said, yeah, they're going to they're gonna rectify that. So very, very, very quickly say, listen, guys, they're not going to accept that. Um, the last Zebra win before that win on Saturday was in 2018. So Benetton have a good record against them. I, I know they beat the handicap in 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 uh in Palmer with with 14 men they've beaten zebra with 14 men by more than handicap so uh, i expect guys like snayman um uh, uh yuani uh the, the you know the couple of those guys to come back um uh, benetton for me benetton are one of the most improved pro 14 sides in the pro 14 they have they've got more points than cardiff blues they've got more points than dragons more points than the kings they you know, they've really ground out some very, very good results against top, top teams. I think they ran Leinster close at a stage in, in Dublin. So, um, minus three and a half is a, is a golden bet for me. I, I reckon they're actually going to smoke them. So, Zebra did what they needed to do last week. They got their win. And so, listen, okay, they've now they've had it. But uh, I really think Benetton are going to come back like an actually steam chain. I'd actually take, um, I might look at sort of minus nine and a half, yeah, uh, as alternative handicap. But minus three and a half. Oof, it's it's a good bet. Yeah, you're sounding like Oracle Rugby more and more each week. Eh? But it just interestingly, Dave is 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 very much rubber stamping that. Also likes that one. Uh, welcome to Robert. Robert and Dave both watching on Facebook. Leinster and Scarlets will smash the handicap. So looks like a fair amount of alignment here, uh, Brendan. Let's um before we get into the bet, your best bet of the week, which I can tell you is is about a, a one to four shot to double up as the best bet in the newsletter because I don't have anything too strong yet unless I find something on the Tour de France, perhaps, but I'm not sure it's going to be best bet material. But just quickly on the Premiership, we've got no handicaps to talk about, but any games in particular you're looking forward to and you're going to be watching with particular interest when the bookies price up and, you know, after the team sheets have come out. Um, Brent, so let me just have a quick question. I just want to look at the, the fixes quickly. Um, like I said, sale, sale, um, sale 
Bristol Bears is probably my one, as I think Sale might do a big win there. And I, I just if if the handicap comes at what uh, Brady is, is predicting and minus and a half to Sale, I'd be all over like a cheap shoot, like a cheap suit. Um, it's London Irish Saracens. Um, yeah, I think London Irish will be playing a very weak side, so I'd, I'd back Saracens any price there. And Bath Wasps. Um, Bath had a had a. Uh, oof, they're playing really good rugby at the moment, and their defence is great. Um, they were super impressive with a second string side last night against um, uh, against Northampton Saints. They're really playing th great intensity at the moment. So uh, um, I, I, I actually like that Bath that Bath game. Um, Bath to win and all Bath unders there, uh, all unders on the game. Sorry. Right. Uh, they look. They're playing such good rugby. I, I I don't know how they've literally changed it around in a couple of months, but. Uh, I'd almost say that they, they're challenging Exeter for that, that title at the moment. Excellent. Well, lots to look forward to in the Premiership. And we'll see how things go. Maybe we can squeeze a quick show in just to talk about the odds at some stage, maybe on Friday or something like that. But, uh, Conductor, it's that time of the night. It's time for your, your best bet. Uh, what is it going to be, I'm guessing, in the Pro 14? And I'm guessing yeah. it comes towards the end of the weekend. Yeah, Brent, I'm not going to touch Aussie rugby. It's and You can only be... Honestly, to, to to put money down on that with with massive confidence is you are that too much a drink or or something else. But uh, no, Pro 14 gets my gets gets the nod here. Um, it's gonna be a 50 50 split between Scarlets minus six and a half. That if we can still get that, like you say, I think yeah. the, the books might have gotten onto that. And I, and I see Dave Cooney saying, I think he's one of the guys saying minus nine and a half. I think um, yes. if you can still get minus six and a half, that's it. Um, otherwise, Bennett's and minus three and a half. It's it's a pity it's a Sunday night at eight o'clock, but uh, you might have to wait till last the last bells. But uh, that's that's my best bet of the weekend. I really expect them to bounce back, get all their big guys back into into play. Excellent, yeah. Just I, confirming Brad Breath, Brad yeah. Breath had come in there, and Brad Breath, of course, also a regular post on the Good for the Game forum, where we really do have some quality. I particularly enjoyed that midweek Northern Hemisphere thread, guys. That's it. First of all, thanks to all of you in the live chat. It was great having you, and great having your 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 bets there. Brendan, from yourself, thanks for, for joining me. We had no Oracle, no Couch Critic tonight, and none of the other boys. It was a quiet weekend, but uh, thanks very much uh, for, for your bets, and uh, we'll certainly see a few of them in the newsletter. And have a good punting weekend. Thanks, Brent. You too. Thanks. Thanks lots. Thanks, guys. Excellent. And if you are new to the channel and you haven't subscribed yet, then make sure you do go down below, hit the subscribe button, and you'll catch all 21 of my Tour de France stage previews. Thanks, everyone. It's been a pleasure, and we'll see you next week for the Handicap Rugby Chat That Matters.